Hey everyone, happy Labor Day. Johnny here. I wanted to thank everyone who took the time to leave us a review on iTunes. We're not at 50 yet, but we're getting closer. Great job, everyone. And to read our most recent one from Cornflakes, titled, How Dare You? And it reads as follows. How dare you? We do dare to step into the unknown, and I can't wait to see what happens next as Roni has just teleported into the fort. Nothing bad ever happens when you split the party, right? So... Sit back, relax, and enjoy Act 2, Chapter 53, Hail Course. Welcome back dark nexus tonight it's act two chapter 53 mm-hmm. you all ready to grind some meat grind oh, it oh let's grind it it is the sixth of neth it is twilight we are atop gladiolus hill as roni just zoomed into he he reached out wearing the holy symbol of haster unholy Wearing the unholy symbol of Haster, the yellow sign, which he has indeed found, extends his hand, and the other three of you watch as he... Actually, you don't, because I'm invisible. You see nothing as he gets sucked (laughs) into the stone. I just assume it worked. Oh, it's such a funny image to imagine that we're all standing around this thing. We all, like, go invisible, and there's like... I I would feel you disappear from from the message. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. And Johnny. Yes. Roni appears at the, the spot that we discussed yes. last week, which is the northern wall of the second floor of the dungeon tower in the eastern half of Fort Hale Course. Facing outside, uh, toward the outside of the fort. I'm going to drop into the map here. You should have vision now. Yep. So, Roni, you materialize on the northern wall of the second story of the dungeon tower in Fort Halecourse. As you look around, you can see that indeed these five towers that frame the building uh, all have doorway accesses on this level, which, as you could tell from from out by the tree cover as you walked around, uh, the structure is mostly consists at this level of a large walkway that goes around the entire building. You can see down into a open courtyard. You can see uh, a well area. You can see and um, hear... I'm assuming that well might be where uh, some scum <laughs> may very well of. be where some scum come out of. You can hear the aggressive and now kind of maybe pitiful sounds of some dogs down in that yard that may not have been being fed. So angry, hungry, sad. Sorry, Katie. There are some abused dogs down in that courtyard. Mm. There are two doorways you can see as you sort of look around the sides of this building here, Roni. Two ways to get into this dungeon on this floor, the second floor. You can also see the stairs that go up to the third floor of the dungeon. There's one more little building down on the south there. Looks like it's kind of over the entryway that has uh, access door as well. Otherwise, this is basically a large open space with doors leading to the towers, doors leading to the dungeon, doors leading to the second floor there. You can see, upon arriving, there is one of the sentry soldiers. I'm going to drop him on the map now. On the northwestern corner, 
and you cannot at this moment see where the other one is. The route that they were making was clockwise. And do they have a light source? What are they carrying now that I'm closer and can see them more easily? They have no light source. So they're just walking in the dark, or is there or is there light up on these battlements or anything like that? They are walking in the dark. Oh, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. So upon arriving, you're able to pick that all up very, very quickly. I just it takes a little time to describe it. What is Roni's first action as he uh, as he comes into existence up here? Uh, with the now now walking on this walkway, as there's now a gigantic portal to Carcosa behind you. Yeah. Just so you know, for Roni's experience, Roni did not experience traversing through Carcosa in any way. He just stepped. He just in stepped one in the and stone. stepped out the other. Exactly. Okay. My first thing would be to be to stealth, and then my second thing would be to perceive. All right. And was did we leave it as you're gonna let them know when to come, or is everybody coming on a one round staggered basis? I mean, I think. I think that I said that I was going to tell them to go. like so. We're waiting for a go. Yeah. So the three of you have unholy symbols of Haster on with your hands on the stone waiting in receive mode. Yes. Ooh, let's check the charge usage on this. That's one each time. Yeah, but, it, for the, but it's also, it's one for each of you. Yeah. And then it's two to use. It's 12. We, okay. we, have, we have enough. Great. We have, we have, we have should just be, enough. There should be one, one left, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yep, one left. Yep. <laughs> this is wild. All right, give me a stealth check. Uh, that's a plus twenty to that, so that is a forty-three. Okay, invisible and in stealth mode, forty-three, and give me a perception check. That is a fourteen. Okay, you catch sight of the patrolling soldier with a longbow on the northwest corner. Uh, he's he's easy to spot from where you're at. You're also catching, you probably would hear the sound of boots on stone of the... Probably over here somewhere. Other patrolling soldier. And um, why don't you just do a little peek around on the map from where you're at there, Johnny. You might be able to see his token at this point. Yep. He's directly south of you. He's just He probably just did the circus past the dungeon and mm-hmm. is continuing on his way. That's the situation when you first appear. Uh, then the next thing that would happen would be the soldiers, the patrolling soldiers would continue on their way. So one moves to the north wall and one moves to the south wall at this point. What do you do next? Uh, I'm going to wait because right now they're, that one's in a position where they could, well, no, they can't see. Any, well, wait, when the when the things appeared before, was there like a flash of light or anything like that when the... No, there was a flash of charcoal and chalk dust. Okay. Which was fairly visible through, through your dark vision and that kind of stuff, but it didn't give, it didn't radiate light. And neither of these two soldiers were... Um, I'll give them a perception. You're fine. They don't, they don't, they seem to have, they're just continuing on their path as normal. I'm going to, I'm going to wait till he passes by. As his circuit continues, I'm going to give him one opportunity on the part of the walkway there that would make the most sense for him to see it. Natural two. So for a few rounds, the soldiers continue on Boom. their way. Go. <laughs> okay. So now they've they've kind of reversed position from when you first landed here. Mm-hmm. And you're going to head out from around the corner? 
No, I'm going to stay right there and tell them to go. Oh, you tell them to go. Okay, great. Um, maybe I should. Maybe I should go first because of the message. Okay. Um, I can communicate with all of you. That's fine. I'm the hub of that. So Dora steps through the stone and zoom, appears on the north wall of the dungeon. And I've got my hand out kind of like reaching because I'll see the, the, the dust. You will see the dust. And so as soon and as I'll I say, see the dust, I would reach out and just kind of like put I'm my... Here. Oh, I get it. So we'll time these appearances as the soldiers are passing by so that the cloud of dust happens Correct. when none of them are... Fa- yeah, great. Easily done and done. I'm going to drop you all on the map. This is a plan that makes a ton of sense to me. And all right. So we're all huddled along that wall. Roni, Dora, Dabwick, and Grip. What is the status of light? The status of light is low light right now as the sun is going down. So dim light? Dim light. 20% mischance for you. Yeah. And I think everybody else right now has dark vision, right? Is that right, Johnny? You took yep. a dark vision? Okay. Is there, is there a spell that you would want to or would have cast yet, Paul? If it gets too dark, Dabwick has a potion they'll probably drink. Okay. But that's their only option. They don't have the light spell prepared today. It would be easy to determine from your scouting mission that there are no lights on inside this building at all. Okay. You're probably heading into a very So as soon as uh, we appear, as soon as Dabwick appears, yeah. they draw and drink a potion. A potion of... Dark vision. Dark vision. Everybody has dark vision. That's great. Yay. In terms of watching these guards as they go around, do they seem to be checking in with anybody at any of the uh, towers as they go around, or are they just sort of like walking? So do, you, like, you, are you, they... You'd be here for a couple of circuits. Yeah. Give me a sense motive check. I'm curious about something. 21. That's good. They do not stop and check at any of the doors. They do not give any evidence over the course of several circuits of the top of this tower of anything that you would describe as individuality or quirk. Are they real? They are simply walking around and looking out the direction that they're facing, continuing on their way, never slowing down, never speeding up, never like stopping for a smoke, never stopping to, you know, tie a boot or scratch an itch. Can I make a spellcraft check as if they might be an illusion or some other kind of spell? Um, you're not interacting with them directly. Um, well, I mean, so so when they walk by, are mm-hmm. they making noise? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Based on your senses right now, huddled there invisibly in the corner of the dungeon, um, you would think that you believe that they are here and they are present. They but just they seem might to be, be like little, mind controlled. Yeah, they're like a little automaton-ish. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make one of them my uh, my um, bitch. <laughs> no success. I will not do that. That <laughs> seems that does not seem like something that I would like to do. Um, no, I will. <laughs> I will use my studied combat to uh, make one of them my studied target. Okay, is there a range on that? Uh, I don't think so, but let me double check. If there's no range, just do it on Haster. <laughs> there you go. Haster is my study target. Roll initiative. <laughs> it only lasts for a number of rounds. Okay. Yeah, probably not. Right, so I'm not, not going to do it. I'm going to wait till we're till they're really close, and then I will do it. But there is no no distance. All right. So 
you know, realistically, we've probably used maybe two of the three minutes at this point, just on the, the timing yeah. of the circuit. We, we yeah, have yeah. a full other minute of visibility left and uh, an option of uh, several doors uh, that we could make for. What do you think you're going to do at this point? Let me check on one of the doors because there's a door over here, right? There is a door on the east and west wall of this level of the dungeon. Great. Then I will. Can we say that I timed it so just as this this guard went by? Yep. I like came over here to this door. I know exactly what you mean. So at the kind of the peak moment where the their circumference puts puts them both out of sight of this door. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, perception check. Checking checking the listening yep. in. Roll it for me, please. Uh, Sixteen. Or 19 for traps. You think he's got his magnifying glass in hand, do you? I mean, right now I, I would I would have my probably my mace in one hand. I don't see why I wouldn't have, because I don't have my alchemical torch in hand. Okay. All right. The door, you, know, you don't notice any traps. And with just the quick little fiddling and checking, the door seems to be open. It is a... Uh, a very normal, unadorned wooden door. You do catch to the south, kind of over where I'm pinging over here, Mm -hmm. where you would know the bottom of the stairs that goes up to the third floor of the dungeon would be. There's like a, you know, so it was, it stormed all night last night. So picture the stone on this on this walkway is all still damp and there are probably still puddles all over the place, uh, easily visible to all of you with, with dark vision. Might might go unnoticed if we, if we didn't have it. As you're, as you're focused in on this door, Roni, like out of the corner of your eye, your eye keeps getting drawn to a, a puddle near the base of those stairs down there to the south, which seems to be rippling from no visible stimulus. The water seems a little bit alive. Mm. Mm, no. Give no. me a knowledge engineering check. Thank you. Uh, oh, only an 18. Yeah, you're pretty sure that uh, there is some sort of ooze at the base of those stairs. Like maybe perhaps a gray ooze, which is nearly transparent. So you know that gray oozes are a a specific ooze that dissolve metal and organic material, but not stone. So they typically float around through dungeons or swamps and try to remain motionless to trick people like Robert in another campaign <laughs> to step into them or stab them with their rapiers. Um, if- one time. I did that one time. <laughs> Masterwork rapiers. Yes, at a very low level. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're quite dangerous creatures that if they touch you, they can dissolve your armor or clothing. If you attack them with weapons that are not stone, they can dissolve those right out of your hands. They are nearly transparent. Sounds like a familiar for Dabwick. <laughs> <laughs> and um, bum, bum, bum. you would know the typical ooze traits, which we've discussed before. Mind affecting. Mind affecting effects. And then poison, sleep, paralysis, polymorph, stunning, critical hits, <laughs> flanking, no additional damage from precision-based attacks, such as study strike. Yeah. So there's a gray ooze down there. Gross. But are they basically mindless? You would think of a gray ooze as being mindless. 
and you know that they have blind sight and that you would be within range of it right now. So you're, I think, knowing what Roni remembers about these, Roni would probably be assuming it's gone into... Stealth mode. Like, wait till someone steps in me mode. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So Roni moved around and did some uh, searching and noticing this turn. Uh, Any of the rest of the three of you want to go anywhere special or do anything special this particular round? Maybe we should go in here. So Dora is referencing a door on the outside of the structure, on the east end of the, the dungeon. So, I, but I did not hear anything on this side of the dungeon. Correct. Could Dabwick also roll a dungeoneering check on that? Can't see it. Can't right see now. it. Do you want to go somewhere where you can see it? Well, I mean, do they know that it's there? Not yet. Not yeah. Yet. So, I, I think I think that I have to yeah. either open this door and look inside and see if we can go in here, or go back to everybody. And say this you can is message me, on. and I can relay. Great, I will message you then. There's a news at the bottom of the stair over here. It knows we're here. Don't go near it. It'll destroy armor, metal. Great. So Dora, Dora can pass. passes that on to Dabwick and Dippin. All right. Hmm. Is this door unlocked? It's unlocked. I'm going to. Is there any kind of disturbance of like wind or anything like that going on or anything like that? No, it's pretty still tonight. The storm has passed. All right, then I'm going to just ease it open really carefully and see if anything comes out. All right. Give me a stealth check. Just to, This is about the timing of that door opening relative to the other soldiers moving around. I'm going to give you a big circumstance bonus because there are plenty of blind spots. Uh, only a 16. Pretty low. Yeah, that was a three. Okay. Uh, go ahead, open that door. Oh, look at that. There's stuff inside. So the interior of the dungeon on this level, uh, you see a, what looks sort of like a reading room. It's furnished with a large table, some comfortable chairs, and a standing mirror in the southwest corner. It appears very clean and well-kept. There is a, a cold fireplace up in the northeast corner, and there are piles of books and folios spread across the tables. On the north wall, just adjacent to you as where you enter there, Johnny, there's a set of stairs going right here. down. Right here. Yes. Those yeah, two looks squares. like I have to come over to this part to go down. Exactly. Exactly. So it is a... Uh, and what is this in the corner? In the north... That's a desk. That's, That's a, desk. a desk. Okay. So big table on the south wall, two comfortable chairs, a desk on the north wall, big standing mirror on the south wall, a cold fireplace on the north wall, and then a set of stairs going down. And uh, there's another door on the uh, opposite side there of the room, on the east wall of the room, and then a set of stairs going down. And it is indeed quiet in here. I am going to uh, close the door behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to message to uh, Dora... I'm in. I'm going to open the other door for you. All right. Mm-hmm. I am going to check for traps, and then I'm going to turn this mirror around so that it's facing the corner. Okay. Searching around, using an action to do that. You don't find any traps in this room. Mirror has been turned around, and you're making your way over to the other wall. Yeah. I'm going to make another perception check just to see, like, is there anybody below the floor now that I'm inside this room? Can I hear anyone? You want to get to the top of the stairs there yep. and listen down. Yep. Give me one more check and go ahead and move your token there by the top of the stairs. Perfect. Yep. Dora is messaging Dabwick and Grip to move toward the corner. Oh, nice. 
20. to watch the door for when it opens. Great, and I see the rest of the party is gathered there near the door that Ronnie's about to open mm-hmm. as this next round also, is Also, I locked the door behind me if it had like a lock. It would, yep. So the stairs outside go to the second level above this. A third level, A third actually. level up above us. Yes. Got it. So you are in the second story of the dungeon, and there is one story above you, no access from inside. Mm. Roni, you do hear some sounds of scum talking and banging about, not as though they're in a room directly below you, but as though they may be in a room very near to the room below you. So like maybe behind a closed door, mm-hmm. uh, but not directly inside the dungeon. But you can, it's the same sort of sound you were hearing as you did the circuit around your house, mm-hmm. as though they just kind of, they're always discontentedly banging shit around and to each other. Great. Uh, I will let I will let everybody know that. Great. Then you make your way over to the east wall, open that door and let everybody in. Yep. I'm going to double check again to make sure that it's not trapped or anything like that. Do another perception check. Sure, you're all good there, and you can get you can get everybody inside the room. Great. Everybody, go ahead and uh, you can open that door and walk on in. I want to look at like what's on this desk. Detect magic. Detect psychic significance. That's fun. So Dabwick steps in, and we will again shut and lock this door. Got it. Dabwick steps in, takes a circuit around the room, opens their senses to magical auras and picks up a whole bunch of magical auras coming off of the uh, scrolls sandwiched among the books and folios on this big table. One, two, three, four, five different scrolls all radiating magic. Gull is... So Dabwick's at the table. Gull is at the desk. I mean, I'm... Yeah, I mean, wherever you want me to be kind of thing. Yep. Grip, you know that the only way out of here that isn't locked is the stairway. Are you hanging out at the top of those stairs there? Yeah, I think that's... And everybody's still invisible. This is fun. Okay. So I can imagine you're you're all making your way through this room through this combination of messaging and like little hands on invisible shoulders, like moving around each other very, very carefully, staying very, very quiet. Dora? Yes, Dora would be picking up psychic significance from a couple of objects in this room. I think the chair in the southeast corner, this well-worn, very comfortable sitting reading chair, was special to somebody at some point. Mm-hmm. And a number of books on the table, uh, it's these scrolls radiating magic, but a number of books on the table are radiating psychic significance. And a quick glance at them, Dora can tell that they're all these really specific books about Ustalavic law Mm. that like somebody who loved to study the law and official policy and procedure and uh, the justice code of Ustalav which is incredibly baroque and tangled found a great deal of significance to these books like this is where somebody retired to ponder weighty matters of justice and you would know that this is the place this is the building in which the magistrate kept their seat he probably lived here as well and this is where he would have actually meted out yes he would have meted out justice from this from this building this is probably where his 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 where he went to retire to to contemplate the legal issues that this is his study it's a study exactly so 
as you're doing a quick glance over that desk there, Roni, you would probably find similar materials that would validate that understanding, that this is this is Paget's desk here, a lot of sort of official steel seals and stamps, maybe notes about check into such and such, notes about talk to so-and-so, and then maybe some ledger books and stuff for maintenance of the, the town and its various funds, that kind of thing. Got it. Uh, give me a perception check there, Gripper. Natural 20. Oh. I forget. I think that may, might be as high as a 21. <laughs> That's great. Um, let's just double check. Uh, no, it's a 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's a 26. I have a six ooh, perception. How ooh. did that happen? You yeah. put ranks in it. I did put ranks in it. 26. <laughs> <laughs> Clever boy. 26, you say? Yeah. Okay, wow. I like it. I like it. So as the other three are focused on their various little corners of the room and you're, you're, you're keeping your ears peeled at the top of those stairs. As you arrive there, you can hear, as Roni did, the sound of close scum, but a couple rooms away, another floor away. As they're looking around and conferring with each other and following their hunches about what's on these tables and stuff, you hear the sound of a door unmistakably in the room below you open as the sound of the scum probably in the next room gets momentarily louder because now there is no longer a door blocking the sound waves. Someone has just entered the room below you. So let's now... Does it now, does it open and close? No. Let's now at this point roll initiative and start to get real specific about who is where and who's doing what. I have that thing. I don't know what that means. Remind me. My signature skill. If you are aware of an opponent before rolling initiative, such as when you ambush an enemy or negotiations break down, but not when both signs happen upon each other or you are surprised, you can attempt a sense motive check as part of your initiative check. DC 11 plus the highest bluff modifier among your opponents or 15, whichever is higher. If you succeed, you gain a plus one bonus on the check plus an additional plus one for every five by which you exceed the DC. Hmm. I'm going to say not this time. Grip is the one who would have been in a surprise round if it had happened. He just let you know, so you're, I don't think you have enough information to be able to outsmart and move more quickly than things you cannot see or even know what they are. Got it. All right. What did you get for initiative, Dora? 14. And Roni? 12. Grip? 7. Dabwick. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who wins initiative between the two of you? Who's got the higher decks? Uh, my decks is 14. Well, mine's 13. Oh, it's Debs. It's yep. Debs. Yep. All right. So as we start beginning counting rounds here, I'm going to call this round one. Downstairs, you've basically just heard the door open and then you hear some you hear some chatting in the foul aboleth language below and dora who was just alerted telepathically by grip hasn't even heard this yet herself is next to act uh standing right next to grip so probably uh once once aware to be quiet and get ready uh can hear the sounds downstairs so you're five feet away from the top of the stairs there dora what do you want to do this can round? i move to the uh southwest corner where the mirror is and occupy that space yeah yeah press the mirror against the wall occupy the space for sure it's a tall mirror but it's not big i just want to check my hair your hair looks 
look good today. Let me see your sheet. <laughs> um, that's a move action. You got a standard you want to use? No. Okay. Uh, well, I might draw the wand of command. Just for <laughs> Just fun. Just for kicks and giggles? Yeah. Do you got that uh, potion of vanish in your other hand? Uh, not yet. Okay. Mm. All right. Command wand in hand, still invisible. Roni, you're up next at the desk next to where Dora just went. I am going to cross past Dabwick to get next to my good buddy Grip so that I can be looking down these stairs and see if anybody is coming up. I think on the angle of the stairs there, Johnny, the best place for Roni to see down the stairs would be actually be behind Grip rather than next to Grip. Like looking down this landing, down to the landing below. Can I see now down the stairs? Yes. And is something coming up the stairs? Nobody's on the stairs at the moment. All right. But you can, as you move to this position, you can hear the sound. You can tell that the sound of the scum downstairs has gotten louder, as though a door is no longer intervening. Uh, That is my standard, that is my move action. Then as a standard action, I am going to drink an extract. What do you drink? Shield. Nice, 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 nice. You hear some more talking downstairs. Dabwick. So Dabwick is still at the desk that is covered with scrolls and is loosely aware, because of the mental connection, that folks are downstairs. Dabwick moves about 10 feet to the west, to the top of the stairs next to Grip and cast bark skin on themselves. Slate skin, that is. Does that spell have verbal components? Oh, good question. Verbal, somatic, divine. Can I whisper that? <laughs> no, I can't. That's a good... That's Thank you. Um, then instead of casting a spell with a verbal component, I'll just move to the top of the stairs. Just a move action. Grip, you're up next. Uh, what do you have in hand right now? Do you have Red Destiny or do you have just your fists? I, I don't think I did. I think I was probably empty-handed, but at this moment I will, as quietly as I can, draw Red Destiny. Okay, great. That's a move action to mm-hmm. draw? Yep. And then I'm gonna, I, I will ready an action to stab anything I see coming up the stairs. <laughs> okay, great. You hear some more... Scum chatter downstairs. Oh, yep. Uh, Roni taps you on the shoulder and gently tries to pull you so that you can be where he, you can step into the empty space between him and Dabs so that anybody that came up would be able to be attacked by all three of us. Okay. Should you wish to do so. That's what you're saying. I, I mean, I don't know that I would understand what you're doing. You wouldn't see, like, the one space at the top of the stairs and be like, oh, if they come up, like, they're going to be able to get hit by all three of us? Um, okay, yeah, sure, I'll take I'll take a five-foot step. So we have effectively surrounded the space at the top of the stairs should somebody step into it. Round two, yep. You hear more talking downstairs, and then at this point, the three of you at the top of the stairs are, are hearing... Some of that talking definitely approaching the base of the stairs. Nobody's in view yet, but there are there are voices coming your way. Dora, you're up in the corner by the mirror, checking your hair out. I think I'm gonna move um, just one five foot step to the to the northeast. Mm-hmm. Can I see over the railing from here? Sure. Yeah. Great. Um, and I'll take uh, Roni's suggestion and take uh, 
a potion of vanish to my free hand. Doesn't okay. have the wand in it. All right, so a wand and potion in hand. Roni, at the top of the stairs, you're readying in action. I am readying in action to study whoever comes up. Next, somebody does indeed come up. Oh, it's the worst possible scenario for them. <laughs> the five-foot step after the end of their first move action puts them in the kill zone. Uh, <laughs> so they won't be left to win the attack if they survive this. You see a scum come up the stairs, trident in hand. This one, in addition to having the thin mohawk on the top of its head, also has a thin beard. What? And it's coming up, trident in hand actively scoping and looking and listening. And of course, all of you are invisible and standing motionless. So it walks right into the kill zone. And uh, let's see, Grip has an action readied. Yep, with old red destiny. 26. Oh yeah, that's a hit. (laughs) For seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. As Red Destiny stabs into old Finbeard Magoo here. <laughs> and Grip becomes visible, much to the shock and dismay of Finbeard. <laughs> Bamf. Bamf. Deb, you're up. There is now a uh, an injured scum standing five feet away from you, and you are invisible. What do you have? Do you have quarterstaff in hand? What do you Yeah, okay. Dabbook has their quarterstaff in hand and um, suddenly becomes visible, this... 34 inch <laughs> halfling with a quarterstaff suddenly becomes visible and attacks. Add plus two because you're invisible. Ooh, that's great. That would be a 26 total. <laughs> yes, that's a hit. For three points of damage. Three points of bludgeoning damage. So Grip stabs it in the side. Dabwick clocks it across the side of the head. Next, you see a scum with a weird third eye kind of off to the side of its left eye making its way up the stairs and runs into the sight of Beardy Finn getting clobbered and is stuck behind him on the stairs and turns back down and hollers out in that language Looks like they're in the meat grinder. That's right. Keep coming up the stairs, guys. Top of round three. Another scum. Scambling up the stairs. Yeah, get in line. Appears. (laughs) They're in line. At the bottom of the first landing, which is directly below Dora, and there's all these railings there around it that would make it for a fairly easy climb. It's going to have to climb up to the second floor over these railings. Dora does not have a weapon in hand, right? No. Wand and potion. Okay. Yeah. Hey. 19 on the die. Yeah. Okay. So this would have provoked if Dora was armed, but the scum uses the rest of its movement to climb up onto the floor that you're in, basically on top of the desk right next to Dora and is five feet away from Dora with trident in hand. Dora, you're up. Well, Dora will take that five-foot step right back where she was before. Back into the corner with the mirror. Yeah. Mm, yep. All right, so one scum ten feet away from you, two on the stairs across the room. Dora will point the wand of command 
at the scum that just climbed up on that railing there. Uh huh. God. She that. says, "Flee." It's a DC eleven. We'll save. It's not gonna. Okay. Okay. All right. You never know. Dora's first time using a wand. Here we go. Uh, a total of five <laughs> fails. <laughs> it must move away from me for one round as, as far as it can. On. Okay. So on its next turn. All right. So you have dazzled, dazed, and confused the mind of this scum and have commanded it to flee. Roni, you're up next. You're five feet away from the uh, old, old beardy Finn Magoo here. Oh, the scum that's called, climbed all the way up is pale brown. He's a weird brown, kind of muddy brown color. Uh, but, Roni, you're five feet away from Beardy Finn. From my studied target, you mean? I do mean from <laughs> your studied target. I will give him a good whacking with my mace. Oh, man. Then that is a 25. <laughs> 25. With Oliver Zandalus's mace? Is that right? With Oliver Zandalus's mace. That's a hit. Uh, and that will be... That's eight. Oh, do I want... I think I do. I think I'm going to go ahead. That's eight. I'm going to go ahead and blow my uh, thing to add another D6 to it right now. Because that might yeah. that might be enough for five. So that's a total of 13. And Beardfin drops. And then as my move action, I will study the one right behind it. Excellent. The, uh, the three-eyed scum coming up the stairs right behind it. Grip, you are up next. Um, I a grip will take a five foot step on top of standing up standing on top of beardy Finn. and then I think he is going to we're gonna brawlers flurry okay this we're gonna take two attacks um number one 25 yep 18 on the die number two uh, a miss a two on the die so that one is gonna be. Eight, three, ten points of damage. Oh, wow. <laughs> Huge blow, draining of it near, draining it of nearly half of its life. Boom. And let's see, Finbeard is gone. Get him out of here. Debwick, you're up. Get him out. You're five feet away from the scum three eyes that Grip is attacking, but it's it's down the stairs and behind the railing, so it's got cover from you if you if you stay in the same place that you're at. Plus four bonus to its armor class against attacks through this. And railing. it just took a ton of damage. It just took a ton of damage. Yeah. yeah. Dabwick's gonna move between Pale Brown Scum and Dora. Mm-hmm. Interposing yourself. Interposing myself. May I make an acrobatics check to avoid an attack of opportunity? You may indeed. All right. Uh, that would be a twenty-six. Successful. So Dabwick tumbles. Cat-like between Pale Brown Scum and Dora. And Dabwick's going to fight defensively mm-hmm. uh, and attack. Nice. 14. And that's a hit. That's six points of damage. Oh, nice. Nice hit. Hefty hit from Dabwick on the fleeing Pale Brown Scum. The three-eyed scum that just got clobbered by Grip is going to take a full attack on you there, Grip. Bring it. Tried it. 22. <laughs> miss. <laughs> Thanks to the new gear, that's a miss. Oh, fantastic. All right, here comes a claw. And 21. <laughs> and a six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so brandishing the new wooden armor 
and the new ring of protection, ring of plus, protection one. plus one fantastic all right uh, I bet Grip enjoys that immensely. He does. He does. <laughs> I gotta admit, Roni really enjoys it, too. <laughs> All right, you hear the sound of much mustering going on downstairs. Perhaps the sound of tridents being scooped up from places they had been set down. The sound of dishware clattering to the ground. The sound of many, many scum mustering and heading towards this death trap bottleneck here. Top round four is the pale brown scum who attempts to use acrobatics to leap over the railing down below and get away, provoking an attack of opportunity from Dabwick. Do I continue to use the um, defensive? Un- yes, until the top of next, your next right. turn. 17. That's a hit. For four points. <laughs> All right. Damaging it. Adding injury to insult on the way out <laughs> as it drops down. Does it take any damage when it drops down? We'll find out right now. Oh, yes. Uh, natural 20 on the acrobatics. Oh, wow. That's a very acrobatic w- Weirdly scum. acrobatic. F- and then it just it has does to- say it may do nothing but flee. Does that mean it can't attempt to fall acrobatically? Or it's is- trying to leap down the stairs and get out of the way to the best of its athletic ability. Yeah. I don't think it, it would just go blind drop. <laughs> Uh, it's not mind- everything. It's not mindless. It's been commanded to leave, mm-hmm. but it's not uh, been told to. It's been told to run away, injure itself in the worst possible way as yeah, it does. I, so. I got to use like acrobatics when I was uh, yeah, frightened. For sure, for sure. And had to run away. All right, that dude is off the off grid. this <laughs> off this grid for the moment. Dora, you are up. The only scum in sight is uh, three eyes standing down the first five foot steps of the stairs, right in front of Grip there. Three eyes, three targets, Grip. (laughs) (laughs) Some combat advice. Wow. Yeah. That was awesome. You too, Roni. Oh, nice. Combat advice all around. All right, Roni, you are up. You are 10 feet away from three eyes with Grip in between you. But because you are not the height of the railing, unlike Dabwick, if you step to the side there, I don't think that it would have... I think it only have partial cover against cut you. Cut off its head. I will step uh, over here next to the railing where yep. I can brain it in one of its three eyes Great. using brain Dora's combat eye. advice. Remember, three targets now. Three, three targets. targets. That means All you right. get to roll three times and keep your favorite roll. <laughs> that is what I was <laughs> That's my intention. <laughs> oh, that's uh, 17. That's a hit. Excellent. And, uh, yes, a 14 hit before, yeah. Excellent. For four points, and uh, he just got hit so many times. I'm going to go ahead and blow my my extra d6 on it with my studied strike because that seems like the most useful thing I can do in this moment. Uh, for another two points, only six points of damage, but maybe that's enough to have. Clocking it roundly across the top of its head over this railing, landing a nice solid blow, reeling but still on his feet. Grip, you're up. Uh, flurry of blows. Hurry And I've got my combat advice on. Uh, that's a 20 for the first one. That's a hit. Let's roll damage for each attack. Very fine. Because you might change your mind about what you want to do when you kill it right now. <laughs> um, that's four points of damage. That's all you needed, my friend. <laughs> Old three eyes drops. All right. So that is only a single attack. So you do have a move action available to you if you wish to use one. I wonder if we could make some difficult terrain up here. 
I mean, I think they're already stepping into difficult terrain if they're having to step over all these bodies on the stairs, right? I'm, I'll give you this. You could roll the body of Finbeard on top of the body of Three Eyes, making a definite difficult patch of difficult terrain at the top of the stairs if you wanted to. Could, I, sure. could I do that with the last part of my, my turn? 100%. It's a, <laughs> that body is essentially an object Can now. I make a little piece of art with the bodies. Yeah. Thanks, right. Hannibal Lecter. So now we've got two corpses at the top of the stairs. I love it. Uh, Debs, you were up. You're at the other end of the room by Dora. All right. Dabwick casts Slate Skin. Excellent. Skin hardens into gray, rock-like rigidity. Let's see. Three Eyes is up. Three Eyes is dead. Get him off this thing. <laughs> okay. Who's next? Okay. This scum. 5, 10, 15, like, 20, 25, 30. What am I doing out here? Okay. That's 10 minutes per level. Jeez. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it, the slate skin. Yeah. It could, not it, going it, away. it could survive this entire keep. Yeah. I bet it will. Lots of scum are coming your way. Lots of scum. Great. We are at boop, boop, boop. Let them come. Bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> Round five. Pale brown scum is no longer running away. <laughs> so embarrassed. All right. Dora, you are up. Still back in the corner with the mirror. Is there anything I can do to create difficult terrain in the squares where they would climb over the railing? If I shook that bookcase in the northmost square in front of me. That's a desk. Uh, I think you could reasonably topple that desk to make the northwest patch difficult terrain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since people are climbing into that space, already kind of provoking and moving slowly. I don't. It doesn't help. It doesn't help too, too much. Okay. Um, Is you, that the only space they can climb into from the stairs? What about the one between Dabwick and Roni? Absolutely, they can climb into that space. You could you just shove a bunch of books off the table books, there. Books are not difficult to run. That you, chair? You could tip oh, yeah, the chair yeah, the over. Chair. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big, it's a big sitting and, chair. And I will occupy that square behind it. Behind the chair. Yeah. All right. Moving it behind the chair, pushing it onto the floor to make at least one of the places slightly more difficult to climb up into. Sorry. Dabs, I sort of reined you in there, but thank you. Is that on the map? You can. Is that on the layer? You can yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. So that that's difficult terrain right now. Roni, you're up. I'm going to delay. Mm. There's nothing for me to do right now. I'm simply waiting for more scum to come up and get destroyed. Uh, grip, you're at the top of the stairs. You want to do the same thing? Yeah, I think so. I think until I can hit or stab, I'm gonna wait. Dabs, you're up. Same. Okay. Five, ten. This is one of those gifts where we're all just like making eye contact with each other. Yep. In a circle. Spider-Man. Quick moment of a, of a deep breath before it's like a few seconds of quiet. <laughs> Which then resolves into an abnormally chubby scum appearing at the top of the landing down below. So this, this is 10 feet away from grip on the other side of a pile of difficult terrain corpses can't, so it's down a level below Dabwick, can't see Dabwick, doesn't know Dabwick's there, can see Roni. Oh boy, continuing to go up those stairs looks like it is a death a trap. fool's <laughs> errand. They'd be better off sawing a circle in the floor Don't underneath. Don't give them ideas. They actually feet. would. They yeah. pull out a saw! <laughs> <laughs> the chubby scum is gonna try to do the climb move and risk the attack of opportunity from just Roni. No, of course, not knowing that that book is there, rather than Roni and Grip. Yeah, okay. So Chubby Scum is climbing up to attempt to get into the square where the chair was overturned. 
And that's going to provoke... Oh, boy, yeah, that provokes from Roni and Dabwick as he drops down right between you in the middle of uh, Roni, Dabs, and Dora. Start with Roni, who was first in the initiative order. That is a 22. (laughs) That's a hit. Oh, man. Uh, That's for uh, seven points of damage. Nice. Seven points of damage. Clock it right across the back of the head as it's climbing over the railing. And here comes Dabs. Uh, That's a... 13 to hit. That's a hit. Five points. Okay, still on its feet, but uh, reeling pretty badly. And I will take my turn now. You just used your attack, attack of opportunity. Attack of opportunity. Great. You can drop it into initiative right here. Yep. As a move action, I will study my target. Oh, wait. Hang on. I think I always do this wrong. I believe if you delay, you cannot take attacks of opportunity. What? Yup. Let's check it out. Avoid this very the exact thing file. that just happened. Yeah. yeah, can't use reactions until you return to the initiative order. I did not know that. Okay. So I think then what would probably make the most sense in both of your cases is to rather than take the attack of opportunity, drop back into initiative so you can study. I mean, if if, if that had been the case, I probably would have uh, then instead set my set my thing to be like as soon as I see an enemy, uh, my action will be I would have readied a move action to study my target. That's what I would have done. Okay. What about Dabs in that circumstance? I think that uh, Dabak would have just readied the action to attack, and that was their turn. Okay, great. So, Grip, do you want to drop in yet, or are you still hanging out? You know what? I'll, 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 I'll drop in and ready the action to attack the first thing that comes within my range. How about okay. that? As a, yeah. So... Uh, you know, as you processed what the scum was seeing as it was looking at the top of those stairs, I mean, that's a heap of bodies. Yeah. And a, a, it would probably seem unlikely that anyone's going to try to go through that. <laughs> like, that may be a wall for the mo- for the moment, depending on how they process uh, the backup behind them. Then, you know what? I think I would rather um, have things to hit. So what if I, can I kick the bodies down the stairs? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. So bodies go tumbling down Come the stairs. Come get me! So you see a scum appear at the bottom of the stairs uh, after this uh, kicking of bodies. Grip probably has to dodge out of the way of out of falling corpses. Uh, this one is grinning madly, <laughs> and then it's look it looks up and it's you know it's like wading now through piles of corpses. Sees Grip ready at the top of this very narrow staircase. Sees Roni, can see the chubby scum like getting bashed and beaten about the head from uh, blunt objects and hollers down to the other scum clearly approaching behind it, telling them to do something. And then it holds there and waits. Hmm. Then after there's some chaos and conversation in the foul Aboleth tongue down below, in the room below you, as this grinning scum is eyeing grip from the first landing of the staircase, 10 feet away from it, Behind you, Grip and Roni, you hear the eastern door into this floor of the dungeon being tried and discovered being locked. So that is this door right here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Round six. Dora, you, like Roni and Dabwick, are now adjacent to this chubby scum uh, as it is sort of astride this comfortable sitting chair and trying to uh, (laughs) keep its feet while it keeps getting hit in the head repeatedly. (laughs) Drinking a potion is 
uh, provokes, yeah? It does provoke, yes. Then I think I might drop the wand, Mm -hmm. draw the plus one dagger, and attack it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. It is the least bad of many bad options that I have. You do know that Grip will be able to see it. So far, there's no slashing weapons in this fight Surely yet. Surely there's cover. You can attempt a sleight of hand check if you're trained. Well, I'm obviously not trained yeah, in sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah. I think in order to extend yourself to try to hit it as you're moving around and Grip's moving around, yes, sure, there would be cover, but he'll, he'll catch sight of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, welcome to Johnny's world. <laughs> Concentration check to cast defensively? Correct. the case? Dora will summon all the cruelty she has and cast Mind Thrust defensively. Mind Thrust 1 defensively on the scum in front of her. Roni sees your eyes narrow and yells to Dabwick, Look out for the brains! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the party, Dabs. All right, give me a concentration check. DC 15 plus double the spell level, so DC 17. I got a 12. Dora loses the spell. And turns to Dabwick and says, Kill it, won't you, dear? <laughs> Dabwick, uh, do you comply? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, just to be clear, Dora did not drop the wand. Yeah. Attempted to cast the spell and lost it, but did not provoke an attack of opportunity. Yep. Don't forget to add two for flanking. Dabs and Roni in the old flanky flank. So there's two for flanking and two for combat advice. Yep. Size plus four. Uh, with my usual plus six, that's a plus ten all day. Uh, natural six on the die, but with a plus ten, that's a sixteen. That's a hit. Uh, for full damage, six points. Oh, nice. Full damage is exactly what it takes to drop the chubby scum. Yes. As a move action, Dabwick I fives Dora. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little team developing here. Okay, Roni, you are up and you can hear behind you. So you can see as you look over the railing, the grinning scum sort of holding steady at the top of the first landing down there. And you can hear behind you, 15 feet away, uh, somebody messing with the door on the east side of the dungeon here. As a move action, I will study the one at the bottom of the stairs. Yep. And then as my standard action, I will draw the alchemical torch. We're in it now. Grip, you are up. Uh, so Grip looks at this grinning madly scum and says, I'll give you something to fucking smile about. And as an immediate action, he activates the pugnacious trait <laughs> and extends his reach by five feet and attacks the grinning scum with red destiny. Nice. <laughs> red destiny from 10 feet away. 17. That's it. That is four. Ten points of damage. Yes. A deadly, deadly stab. He's up. He is shocked to see you do that and takes a step back down the stairs so he can still see you around the angle of the of the angle of the landing there, uh-huh. but not be within what he thinks is a maximum of ten foot reach. <laughs> now very, very confused. Hoping that he's judging the length of your reach correctly. He is. Then you hear, at the end of round six, the sound of a key sliding into the lock of the eastern door from the other side. The sound of snicked. The lock 
turning. And that's the end of chapter 53. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up next time. No, we don't want to be done with the meat grinder. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes, along with additional music, composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. WTPK. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Two tags. Season good. two tag. <laughs>